This case started out with a person being reported as missing in June of 2019. When the body was found two days later and it became obvious it was a murder, investigators had their work cut out to try and unravel all the strands that held the murderers together. There were six conspirators with the promise of a $9 million payday once the execution was complete. There never was $9 million. The mastermind was a catfisher safe behind a screen thousands of miles away directing others to do his bidding. This is the case of Cynthia C.C. Hoffman and this is Murder Me on Monday. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Murder Me Monday podcast. I'm Cameron and joined with me is Mother. Hello. I told you I didn't have anything to say at the start of this, so why did you pause? <laughs> right, let's get cracking. I stuffed up on two counts on this case. Firstly, this was a listener suggestion, and I apologise, but I didn't know down who it came from. And secondly, I genuinely thought this case was done and dusted, but it's not. I'll explain at the end of the episode. We don't do cases normally that aren't finished, but I sincerely doubt the outcome will be anything less than guilty, and it's an interesting case. wasn't our first case. One that wasn't solved. No. Or, or sentenced. It wasn't finished. No. No, that's... Yeah, because we covered him the other week. Yeah, that was the second case. Yeah, which means it wasn't. he wasn't done when we did the case. He hadn't been arrested for that one at that point. Possibly. Right. I was vaguely aware of this case because when it happened, and I don't think there have been any documentaries nor books, and the news reports sort of passed me by. Catfishing, I knew it from the TV show, never watched the original documentary from 2010 and didn't ever wonder actually where the phrase came from. Apparently, it's a myth stemming from two books, fiction written in 1913. What The one was written and then somebody else basically copied the premise. And basically, the myth is that cod was shipped with catfish in the same tanks to keep the cod alive, ensuring the quality of the cod. Whereas when shipped alone, the cod would become pale and lethargic. That's where this all actually comes from. We all know about it. I didn't know that. That's one of the things that I'm going to add to my like repertoire of weird shit. <laughs> you can, oh, did, you, did you know this? I go, no, I didn't. Why do you know that? And I'm like, because I'm weird. Yeah. That's going to be one of them. Okay. Well, we know it now, obviously, where a person creates a fix, fictional persona or a fake identity on a social networking site. So often targeting a specific victim. Practice may be used for financial gain to compromise the victim in some way and a way to intentionally upset someone. Romance scams are huge and have been around forever, well before social media. This is very topical with the Tinder swindler. Isn't exactly. It? Yeah, that's very big at the moment. I have not seen it, so I don't know much no. about it. I think another podcast I listened to mentioned it briefly, but I wasn't sure. And yeah. Yeah, it's very similar. Well, with everyone, everyone is really lonely, I think, um, after the lockdown, being isolated. So hopefully someone will watch that show and may see some red flags in their own relationships that are developing online. It, there's scammers everywhere you turn. If you follow us on social media, you'll see I've been sharing some of the really odd emails that we get. Some of them make me laugh, and I just can't work out what the hook or the con is, but you know it's there. I cut everything out so it doesn't identify anybody, but they're really odd ones, and I'm going to get a few of them together before I pick some out. I'm going to do an analysis after a week. I think 
as I'm getting older as well, I'm, I become, I've become more private. I wouldn't walk into a bar and announce my likes, dislikes, preferences to complete strangers. So why would I share private stuff online when you've got no idea who or what you're actually talking to? But it's good for me because when I did start researching, I do look in some very strange corners of the internet and find some interesting tidbits. Don't know if they're true, no way of finding out, but they do often have a ring of truth. And that leads us back to this case, where the mastermind wasn't what he portrayed. And even when the Stooges found out, they still carried on with the plans and took it even further after the murder. Let's go to Anchorage, Alaska. I didn't know you had to go to, through Canada to get to Alaska. I also didn't know it was sold to the USA by the Russians in 1867. 1890s was the gold rush, was formally settled 1914 and became the USA's 49th state in 1959. Apparently, it's also got over 40 active volcanoes. Hmm. There's a series on one of the crime channels that I often watch. Um, I can't even remember the actual name of it. I can remember the theme music. And they talk a lot about what they call end of rounders or end of the lines. And people go to Alaska as if it's their final destination. I like solitude. I like... Um, being having a remote house would be a dream for me no neighbors nothing like that but on the other hand i want 10 minutes down the road to the supermarket i couldn't yeah. live you say that you want to be solitary and live in a cabin in the woods by yourself but then you also didn't want to move too far away that wasn't from a major supermarket because yeah. like what about if i want this well then you've got to fucking drive haven't you if you live yeah. in the middle of nowhere doctors dentists i mean some of these places they there's, there's a quite a famous murder case um and it was all around the postal plane that came in once once a week he killed a whole rake of people up there and i just sat there and thought to myself a postal plane once a week that was the only connection to the outside that they actually had i don't think i could live like that apparently anchorage has a population of roughly three hundred thousand people so even though it's really really big it's, it's equal, the same as iceland i think yeah, yeah it's it's one of these strange things it's connected to canada but when you look at it on a map i'm thinking what the hell's that water and what's that landmass next to it the water is the bering strait and the landmass next to it is actually russia it's that bloody close but it's equidistant it's an equidistant from um some really big place it's a huge transport hub surprisingly again i learned stuff i'm not sure if it's alaskan towns that it's illegal to die in because you get buried you don't decompose you just stay there so like you can't die here. You have to get, some of them, yeah. You have to get shipped off somewhere else because you're not allowed to die anymore up there because you can't get buried. Yeah, you can't break through the tundra. When you, you probably get dug up by animals and it probably attracts stuff. So you can't... <laughs> it, do you know what? It probably attract the fellow we did the podcast on yesterday, last week, wasn't it? Yeah. For the dead bodies. Fuck me. Uh -huh. All right. So let's start with the victim, Cynthia Hoffman, known to all as Cece. We don't know an awful lot. In June of 2019, when this occurred, she was 19 years old and lived with what's been described as a blended family, apparently all getting along absolutely fine and all working together with Dad, who was a handyman-type builder person. Cece apparently was a dab hand at mixing cement, lover. Lots of mixed siblings, but there's no mention of a mother in anything, anything that I've read. Sunday the 2nd of June, Cece goes out to meet a friend to go for a hike along a well-known local trail. The friend was Denali Dakota Sky Bremer, known to Cece's family as Angela. Cece doesn't come home. Her dad starts asking questions of Angela, Denali, who tells dad she dropped her off at a local park. Dad gets friends together and goes looking, and eventually he reports her as missing. 
Her family said that Cece had a mental age of 12 and they told the police that when they reported her as missing. Police say they didn't mention it and it would have changed how they dealt with it had they known, but it actually wouldn't have changed the outcome because on the 4th of June, Cece's body was found, bound with duct tape and shot once in the back of the head on the banks of the Eklutna River in a place called Chugiak, which is about 20 miles from Anchorage. Angela, we'll stick with her real name of Denali, was described by Cece's family as her best friend. Well, that's how at least Cece saw her. They met at school. Cece's family may have described her as intellectually disabled, but other places I've read, they say she wasn't. They said she was naive, maybe not as disabled as the press was making her out to be. Then I realised, Alaska... News media probably didn't want to go to the expense of sending people up there. So it's always the same quote being recycled across multiple news sources. It's not until you read them in conjunction that you realise that that's, it's always the same thing that's actually being said, the same word for word. Dad points out to police Denali as being the last person she was known to be with. She tells police she didn't want to tattle on Cece, but the two were smoking weed with another friend, a 16-year-old homeless teen named Caden Brian McIntosh. Now, I've seen some pictures of him. He looks about 10, and he's um, got these stupid social media filters on, so he's got big glasses, a pair of, like, little bunny ears. You say stupid social media, he's a child, isn't he? That's what, that's what they do, that's what kids do. You can't be annoyed at a kid being a kid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the police pull him in for questioning alongside Denali. This is all on the same day, 4th of June, the day they found Cece's body. Caden folds immediately. He tells police he shot her. So he's not really all that much of a kid, is he? Apparently, the three of them agreed to duct tape each other and take photographs. Cece was bound by her ankles and wrists with duct tape. She also had grey duct tape placed over her mouth. However... CC starts to panic. But I could, I could, I could see myself doing that with a mate, just trying to tie each other up and fuck with each other to, to see if, if I could like, hang my friend upside down by his feet right, and tie him to something and see if he could stick there. And then he'd do the same to me because it'd be funny just to be completely stuck on the wall with some duct tape. Maybe, but hands and ankles and then the mouth. Yeah, uh, once you go to the yeah. extent of, of literally binding someone up like that, that's when it becomes a bit more. Mm. Well, according to them, Cece, um, she, she started to panic. So they removed the duct tape from her mouth and her hands. And then she said that she was going to call the police and tell them that they'd kidnapped her and sexually assaulted her. Denali said she was holding a gun, which Caden took from her. Caden told the police that Cece panicking and threatened to call the police on him and he had blacked out. But he remembers shooting Cece and pushing her into the river. The two then agreed to text Cece's family to say that she was dropped off at a park and they later burned the gun, Cece's purse, clothes and her ID. And I sat there and I've read that all over the place and I'm thinking, you can't burn a gun. You can't just... No, you can't just melt a gun. No. And I'm well, you could burn off any evidence that you've had hold of it, I guess. Yeah, I suppose it could remove that. You still have gunshot residue on yourself, but you could melt the gun, essentially, from any terms of evidence. Yeah, this was all in the court papers as well. This is why I was a little bit surprised about that. And I'm also as well, hold up a gun. Where did the gun from come from? Why did you have the gun? How did you have the gun? That, that's not... It's America. Yeah. That's the only evidence you need for having a gun is America. You can get one so easily. Caden is immediately charged with murder in the first degree. 
And Denali is saying he took the gun off her and said she had no idea what was going to happen, officer, when he did it. Those two stories are similar, but they didn't quite match. And police doing what all investigators should do, but don't always, they go digging. They get warrants for phones. And this is where the whole twisted game blows open. Remember, folks, nothing is ever deleted. They find out from their little excursion through the phones that some months earlier, Denali, now calling herself Angel, don't they all, had started an online relationship with a chap called Tyler from Kansas. Tyler is apparently a millionaire, aren't they always? Or a pilot or a soldier stuck in a war zone. Anyway, the two of them, they had been chatting away. And during April or May of 2019, they get round to discussing raping and murdering someone. And Tyler offers Denali $9 million to do it and film it for him. So we've got snuff porn, if you will. Has she got any evidence? Obviously she doesn't, of him having any form of money rather than just him being able to weave a web of lies. No, none whatsoever. I'd, I'd want them to buy me something first. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I'd want to be a sugar, yeah. a sugar baby for a while. But okay, you've actually got some kind of money. Yeah. I'm not going to kill anyone for you, but cheers for the shit. Well, she agrees and ropes in some other useful idiots. Caden, who was 16, as we said... A 19-year-old called Caleb Allen Russell Leyland and two juveniles who've never been named. So they're under 16, but we don't know exact ages. At some point during May or early June of 2019, this group assembled and discussed a plan to carry out the murder. They agreed that each member of the group would receive substantial shares of money for the part of the planning and execution of the murder. CC was selected by the group as a murder victim as Denali had easy access to her as a bestie and was probably very easily persuaded to go with them. Why would you want to kill your mate, though? Because she was... Just because she's there. I don't, understand why, I, I don't understand why you'd want to kill your mate there. I know. She's my best mate, so I've got easy access to her. Therefore, I can kill her easier? I don't understand that. Why wouldn't, why wouldn't you do it to someone you don't like? Well... The, the, th- the thing is, the family says that Cece thought Denali was her best friend, but it's obvious through this. De- uh, she Denali... said she's got the mental age of a 12-year-old, apparently. Yeah. Easily manipulated. Yeah, exactly. So Caleb Leyland provided Denali and Caden his vehicle to go and pick up Cece on the 2nd of June 2019. And this genius thought the promise of $500,000 for helping provide the car was actually real. Police find videos, it was actually a Snapchat video, and pictures on Denali's phone of Cece's murder. They also find child pornography taken the day after Cece's murder, involving a victim they think was about eight years old and one of about 15. They haven't been able to trace one of them. I believe it's the younger one. Then they find the conversations with Tyler. Conversations that were mainly pornographic and Tyler advising and directing Denali how to sexually assault someone, basically what he wanted to see. So please go and have another chat with Denali on the 7th of June and she admits it and she admits she knew Tyler was a catfish but still goes ahead with it all anyway. If she's seeking the thrill of doing it, of doing the murder being influenced by someone else. I think the fact it's a catfish is almost relevant because she knows that someone else is on the other end of the phone telling her what to do. So in her head, it might justify it. Yeah. To a degree. This is why I think uh, when we've got to the end of this, you'll see where, where we're at. 
and then when it does go to full trial, I'll stay on top of it and actually get my hands on the full court papers and actually see because something's definitely not right mentally here. She could also be saying that just to inflate her own intelligence. But, oh, I knew it was fake. I was just playing along the whole time, but I wanted to actually do it. I, I d- Again, I'm just thinking of scenarios that would make sense. Yeah. I'm trying to think of excuses I would use if I was in this situation. <laughs> and that would be one of them. <laughs> so... Who the heck is Tyler? He was a 21-year-old basement dweller from New Salisbury, Indiana, called Darren Mitchell Chillmiller. New Salisbury is about 4,000 miles away from Anchorage. His 21st birthday was the 3rd of June, the day after the murder. There's nothing been said anywhere that I can find, but being warped and twisted as they are, I wondered if somehow he sold it as a birthday present to himself from Denali. Just the way my brain went. Police round everybody up, Indiana and Alaska. And on the 18th of June, so 16 days after Cece's body was found, all of them are charged with first-degree murder and conspiracy to commit murder. Denali was then charged with four federal child pornography charges and Darren gets five federal charges, including conspiracy to produce child pornography, production of child pornography, receipt and distribution of child pornography, and coercion and enticement of a minor. Apparently, that's how Darren made his living, distributing child porn. Oh, and what's described as a 19-year-old, and if you take any notice of the names, you can probably draw, draw the logical inference who it was, was also slapped with sexual assault and sexual abuse of a minor who turned out to be one of the unnamed juveniles. So he's going around sexually assaulting somebody that he's conspiring with to murder somebody else. These people are just... Yeah. Darren is then extradited to Alaska. August 2019. Darren pled not guilty to all the charges, including the child pornography ones. Assuming the others pled guilty, well, sorry, pled not guilty the same, but I can't find anything. I found applications for bail, and even at the 10% rule, I doubt any of them had any money for it, and from what I've seen, I think they're still in jail. Cece's family and friends had a memorial ride for her in June of 2020 and June 2021. All her dad's friends from various motorcycle clubs grouped together and went off to where a body had been found and laid flowers. There was also a fundraiser for the group's Victims for Justice, which is a non-profit that fo- focuses on helping families of homicide victims. And her dad said that they'd been of great help to him in his time of need. I'm related to that, but you'd mentioned motorcycle group and along, yeah. along the lines of, a, of child abuse. There's this group of people in America that will go along with the children that, that are victims of yes. child abuse and they'll be there to support them. Yes, they, they, I've they, seen they make friends with the child and you've got this group of 20 fucking fridges of men yep. covered in tattoos, hairy biker men that go there to show the support. And I don't know, I love that. I, I, I love it when people completely twist their. You seem super aggressive and you're not, yeah, it's a big, like, fluffy person I've that just wants to help someone. Them, take them to prom and do yeah, things like that. I fucking yeah. love that. I, yeah. I love it when that happens. Yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. Well, this motorcycle. So when, you, when, you, when you see a massive guy and he's got a chihuahua. I love that. I don't know why. It's completely opposite. <laughs> it's funny you should say that. This is. I haven't written this into the episode, but Cece's dad. So he's, he's a member of this motorcycle group and they're, they're part of 
they grouped all together to go and look for Cece when she first went missing. And he goes to court at every, every single arraignment hearing and he has got a little tiny chihuahua that's got, it looks like it's got teeth missing because he's got one of the ones with his tongue hanging yeah, outside. Yeah, got a droopy tongue. Yeah. yeah. So he goes, he, always, he takes it into, into the court with him. I don't know what, how they let him in. They wouldn't in the UKs, but probably he claims it's a support dog. Yeah, an emotional support dog. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly, yeah. So according to a dark corner of the internet, Darren was a wrong one from a very young age. You have stories of animal abuse, real violence towards step-siblings. He shoved one of them off the top bunk bed and they said it wasn't just a playful shove. It was a... With intent. With intent, yeah. Destruction of the step-siblings' toys, specifically taking brand-new birthday presents, breaking them and trying to flush them down the toilet. Everything that belonged to the step-sibling went down the toilet, apparently. And being utterly spoilt by his father... The quote is, if he wanted a Mackey D's at 2am, he got one. I wanted KFC for, for dinner. Well, too fucking bad. We were having spaghetti for the third <laughs> time this week. And I laughed at that because I'm thinking, well, I like spaghetti, but never mind. Other places say he was shy at school, was more likely, they thought, to have been bullied. But there's some girls did mention he definitely had a problem with underage porn. He would often ask people for child pictures in the town that he lived in. He'd approach mothers and ask for pictures of their young children when he was a school kid. Yeah. He had multiple dating profiles and immediately would ask for nappy changing photographs. Now, I'm going to go slightly sideways with this one. There is another social media platform for mothers that well, is well known there's a problem on there with people coming on and saying, oh, um, I've got a young daughter and she's got a rash. Have you got a child with something similar? And they say, yeah, and they say, can I see it? There is a real problem on there with people pretending to be one thing, looking supposedly for advice. They must have a verification stage, but then how no. would you verify it? No. Exactly. There the is only... St- Verification you could have would be a text one. And even then, then that's not hard to spoof. Yes, exactly. Because you can't be like, yeah, I'm a mother, we'll prove it. You're like, well, you can't. But that's the whole point. If you met a mum at a local... Um... Also, though, how fucking stupid do you have to be to go up to someone and ask them for pictures of their child? I don't understand people's logic. Don't be fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So many of these women on these dates dating profiles they got really uncomfortable really he would literally dive in he would go looking for women that had young children and he would immediately start saying can I have pictures of them when they're in the bath but not not blatant as that but it would get round to oh I love pictures of children playing in the bath send me some I get kind of cringy if I see a child that like in the bath face down so that you can see their bath I get weirded out by it because I don't want to see a baby's ass. it makes me feel uncomfortable yeah, people have got to stop posting these type of things and realise also, uh, also um, if you post a picture on social media with on Facebook you can get these weird sticker things that Facebook pic- you can put over pictures You they can get removed via certain apps so even, even if you think you're covering something up with a picture Unless it's a like a sticker, then you then screenshot it and then upload that because then that is the actual image. But like Facebook have these weird sticker things you can apply over an image. They can get removed through certain apps, so then your child will just be exposed. I know random little segue, but carry on, carry on. No, I, I completely agree with you. So I said many of these women actually reported him to the various dating site apps or whatever that they were on, but I, I don't know if anything was ever done about him. Maybe the apps blocked him, but it's easy. As we said, you could just create another profile. But I did read that the FBI is looking very hard at the child porn aspect of it around him. 
I also found a statement issued by his family, and I'm going to quote it in full here. Darren Schillmiller was born as Darren Thomas. He is a low-functioning individual, which was apparent at an early age. His biological family did not want him. He was subsequently adopted into the Schillmiller family in an attempt to provide a better life for a child. We had no knowledge of what was happening, nor did we believe he was mentally and morally capable of carrying out these actions. We are mortified this is attached to our name. Our family is disgusted and hopes justice is served. We want the victim's family to know our thoughts and prayers are with them. As bad as our embarrassment may be, it pales in comparison to the tragedy that they have had to endure. It's an educated guess, but I don't think his family are standing by him. They've taken quite a mature approach to it. A lot of them would deny that it's happening and that's not, and it's all fakes, it's all lies and stuff. Yeah. But they seem to have taken accountability. Yeah. They haven't just deflected, they've sort of seemed to have taken accountability. This step relationship that I, t- I talked about, there was, say, there was somebody hidden away in the corner of the internet who said that, that he, their mother was in a relationship with his father so i'm assuming it's his his adopted father but the relationship didn't last the mother eventually was like hell no you're all too bloody weird and off you go but mm. is there any evidence of him being abused as a child there's no evidence as yet we'll have to wait that's usually what comes out it's like a disease or an infection isn't it It, once a child gets abused and then they they go on to abuse other people yeah i'll talk a bit further on about some of the other other weird snippets that i found but denali Apparently, she was the third child of five girls. All of the children were removed from the mother at various points and completely removed from the mother when the boyfriend killed a two-month-old baby sister. She was adopted and was seemingly given a good life, but there was mention of two older sisters who won't be in contact with her. They've disowned her. They turned out okay, but she didn't, and they don't understand why. After reading about how Darren would specifically target single women on dating profiles, I wondered why Denali was of interest to him and her. You know, why why were they interested in each other? Well, the catfishing photo. Let's say the real him wouldn't win any beauty contest and nor would she. There was mention online, the usual throwaway lines that never get picked up, I find, that where Denali has said... I know I did something wrong and I know I could have probably done something different if I was able to. And I don't want my daughter knowing that her mum grew up a killer because I don't see myself as one. I've linked the main report that that's in, but it comes from another news source and that appears to have gone. So, child. What child? When? How old? What was what, was the child the reason why Darren targeted her? Look at his past behaviour, I believe he did and she was taken in by it all, but... You know, I I don't get that. It's it's literally one of those lines that was buried away in something. And I'm like, what the hell is that talking about? So Denali was saying she has a child in, she in has this a child. one thing. Yeah. That would make sense about why he would target her and then potentially the yeah. child, the indecent child images would come up. But if there's no other evidence of it somewhere else, that to me would be a pretty big leap. Or, or that in itself would be a head, not headline, but it was something to put in the news story that a someone that's in, into catfishing and child stuff Seeking out young, I mean, child, what, she's like 16? Like young child. She was um, 18. 18. Yeah. Seeking young, they're sort of seeking young person with a child they can manipulate to do this like weird killy thing. Has a kid as well. It's almost like when scam emails, they want to hit the stupid people. Yes. That's why they're so obviously bad a lot of the time. So when the people that do click it, they know they're stupid enough they can actually go on further. Maybe 
you know what I mean? Is that why he's going for the younger people? Okay. And then if she's stupid enough to do that, then if she's stupid enough to do the kid stuff, then she might be stupid enough to do the murder. Well, from also, again, one-line snippets buried away in various news reports. He apparently seems to have admitted to her at some point before all of this happened that he had a serious problem with child pornography. He didn't want to settle down and have children because he was convinced he would abuse his own children and until he had a handle on it and he needed to get himself... So he's recognised that he's got a problem. You, no, no, he might okay. not. He might have just said that to, to appeal to sympathy to, to a degree. There you go. There you go. You, you might absolutely hit the nail on the head. It, it might be true, but then why is he... You don't... No, we're all side-eyed. Yeah. Side-eyed. Yeah. You have sceptical hippo eyes yeah. now. Nah, you, you don't you don't say that and then immediately do it, or you don't say it to the person that you're then doing it to. I don't want to do that. I know. Because then they're then feeding into the problem. I know. As when and how did she realise he was a catfisher? Why did she carry on talking to him? Did she tell the other lot of useful idiots that he was a catfisher? I'm so hoping all the questions will eventually get answered because the last update I can find is the 29th of January 2020 when the judge ordered the rescheduling of the discovery hearing, which had been postponed from October 2019. At that time, you're going to like this one, Cameron, attorneys requested an extension which would allow them to fully, fully analyse 160 pages of information related to the case. In January 2020, prosecutors handed 56 gigabytes of material over to the defence team. The ADA told the judge that it would amount to more than 100,000 pages if printed out in PDF format and one cell phone extraction by itself was over 60,000 pages. You know, we had 23 terabytes <laughs> yesterday. Yeah, that's exactly where I went was as it, well. Was it 53 or 56 gigabytes? Whatever it is, that can fit into... 56 gig, yeah. That can fit into a terabyte 20 times and he had 23 of those. So that puts into perspective again how much it was. Yeah, so the next date for a discovery hearing related to the murder case was scheduled for April 28th, 2020. But there is nothing that I can find anywhere. So, yeah, it's it just got me taken back into last week's case with all the data. So if it took them that long and then with COVID to go through, I'm not really surprised that this case hasn't actually... It's literally come to a screeching halt for the last two years. But it is recent, though. Yeah, but it hasn't gone to full trial. I It's my fault because I did what I tell everybody not to do. I just looked at the headlines, looked at the pictures. and you. Yeah, can... I know. I was <laughs> I was downstairs and I hear, oh, shit. I'm like, oh, what fuck, what have you done? You've either hurt yourself or you've broken something. I'm like, what is it? And he goes, I fucking did it again. I'm like, what have you done, well, okay, what have you done again? A lot of um, comments about the pictures from the... Um, arraignment hearings and the the bail hearings and all the rest of it and they're all talking about how she's smirking and I looked at them and I couldn't see smirking I didn't see smirking what I did see from because you only see him and her you don't see the other ones they looked dead behind the eyes that's the only that's the only thing I can say they just look completely and utterly dead there's no life there at all it's it's just it's a tragedy you'd mentioned when she would have Realised he was a catfish. When I when I'm, when I'm talking with just someone, even online, sort of some online dating kind of thing, you, you do sort of as you speak to someone, get to know them, and then I, I do some stuff. I like I kind of like send them pictures of what I'm doing, like I'm at the gym. I'll like I don't know. It's kind of what you do. It's kind of how you involve someone with your life to a degree. Yeah. 
if that doesn't happen from any other side, or if they send a picture of them and then someone doesn't return it, that does also fire off alarm bells. Okay, this person isn't showing any evidence that they actually exist apart from text. And there's a website called Tiny Eye. Uh, if you uh, you can upload an image from your computer onto this website and it reverse searches on oh, Google. Oh, like they actually use on. Yeah, it's the MTV it's, show. Yeah, so it's it's called Tiny Eye. You just up, upload any image onto it and it reverse searches and it'll find either super similar ones or previous websites that's been uploaded to. So if you and it might even bring up other people's Instagram profiles. So, you know, you know if you're going to be a catfish, you basically just join yeah. other people's Instagram because that would be like the easiest way to fake a personality, I guess. Because you can't do a celebrity, can you? Does it have to be someone that exists? Oh, there's about 30 Keanu Reeves on um, yeah. Instagram that I know of. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's basically what it is. Or you say, <laughs> the one thing I would do, I would, I would want to match with someone and I talked to them for a little while and then I sort of you get their number. I would always send a picture of myself to like catfish check. They don't do it back. I'm like, hey, fuck it, I got you. But that, that hasn't happened. But they always kind of do. But that's that's one of the first things you do. You just do like a little catfish check. There's nothing yeah. weird. Oh, I'm naked. I'm covered in butter. No, it's just a completely normal picture. And yeah, that's one thing to do with a catfish. It's a modern phenomenon that's exploded. I mean, I, I used to watch the MTV show, I, I will admit. And as you, you've you've wandered into the room when I've been watching it and you've gone to me, that's all fake. And you get to the point where I can't be bothered to watch it because you know that they're fake. Yeah, and they're just, they're that just... show needs to find people that have been catfished. They might struggle to find them, so you produce them yourself. Uh, they, they have no reason to have integrity. No. The, the, the purpose of the show is to maybe highlight some of the things that you can then encounter, so it makes sense to fictionalise it or dramatise it, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, at least probably once a month in the press, you do get a... It's usually a mo- woman. It's not always, but it is usually a woman, usually middle-aged, usually somebody that's gotten money from a divorce or some an inheritance and i've lost four hundred thousand pounds to a scammer from you know and it's you just sit there and you listen to it and or you sit there and read it rather and you think to yourself i can see why but i can also think you're an idiot you know the other week when we were recording the podcast and i got a random text a message from yes so I have an app on my phone called How To and it's it ties into your calendar so you can arrange it's essentially like a group calendar so you can arrange when stuff's happening yes with like group of friends yeah. if you go to the gym my, or something yeah, exactly. yeah. mine's for that mine's gym times and they, yeah. they, they send alerts to people in there so that go into the gym people that accept it or don't da 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 the, I think the guy who made it is called Simon because I got a text from someone called Simon talking about Tinder swindler wanting 250k I think it's like the guy who made MySpace was automatically everyone's friend on MySpace so I think, oh. I think he could send a message to everyone on how to. And oh. I went that because I got told you were that. absolutely freaked, yeah, cause, didn't you? Yeah, the, yeah, we're recording the podcast. Look at it, and I'm like, hang on, who was the, who the fuck is Simon? I don't know anyone called Simon. Yeah, that that was related to that, and then this was related to Tinder Swindler. Yeah, so it's it's one of those horrible cases that hopefully we'll actually get a resolution to it. And say it's been held up for two years, and it's just very very pertinent again with the Tinder Swindler who's apparently living it up large in Israel at the moment with a model girlfriend. Some of the, I've literally just cast my eye over some of the new stuff and gone, oh God, you know, it's, I'm not a bad guy. It was this, it was that. It wasn't all, you know. All People are kind of gone crazy with it. The same when they did in the first lockdown when the uh, Tiger, Tiger Joe, what's it called? Tiger Tig- King. Yeah. yeah. I think his name was Joe, Tiger King. I, I, again, that's another yeah, one. I, I didn't either. watch it because it got so hyped. I just thought I can't. Yeah, I, can't I, I, I kind of got over it before I'd seen it because yes. it's so overhyped. Briefly going back, was Cece ever diagnosed with something and any form of cognitive issues? According for her to, to be described as a twelve-year-old, or well, mental age of a twelve-year-old. Well, according to her family, she's described as developmentally disabled. According to her father, she was in a program at school for children with such issues. There is no evidence that Denali was in the same 
um, group or anything, but she, she knew her from school. But we don't know any more than that on that one. So finally, for the victim who should not be forgotten, Cynthia C.C. Hoffman, aged 19. Listen to the podcast. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you next time. See you. Bye. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Murder Me Murder Podcast. Yeah, all the usual. Yeah. In a bit. Peace. Bye.